This is the didactic teaching that Jesus did about the comforter. Hello? It's another name for the Holy Spirit. As my one of my mentors said, the Holy Spirit. And he is the one that is with us today. You know, when Jesus died, now you know what, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Y'all, y'all want me to go ahead and preach or you want me to do something else? Do what I got to do? Oh, y'all, all y'all get up. Everybody stand up. Go find three people hugged in there. <laughs> go on, go on, go on. Get it out the way. Go find three people hugged in there. Tell them, welcome to the river. Tell them we love you in Jesus' name. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. Go ahead and hug them. Go ahead and give them a God bless you. Now you don't have to worry about where you catch them after service to say hello. Today, it is the des- desire of the pastor that everybody in here gets so drunk in the Holy Ghost that they can't walk. That you get so full of the Holy Ghost that you can't live wrong. <laughs> You're so full of the Holy Ghost that when you're ready to do something wrong, you think about how good you felt being full of the Holy Ghost and you won't do nothing wrong. Hello? I'm going to tell you something. I got saved in 1978, down on my knees, tarrying for the Holy Ghost. I got any terriers in here? I, sometimes I think we bull terriers. <laughs> we were down on our knees tarrying. And, you know, it took me about, what, six months to get the Holy Ghost. You know, you get to the place where you're down there, you're praying, you're saying, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And something to change. And then you open your eyes and look at the person that's helping you, and they look at you like, well, well, what? If you can't tell them you received the Holy Ghost, you ain't got nothing. Get on back down there. Now, see, I came from one of the churches that where you had to tarry for the Holy No. And you had to stay with it until he filled you up. Hello? Sometimes I need, we, we need to have tarrying service to get full. I didn't say for you to get your initial feeling, but you need to tarry and wait on God to get full. You know what full means? Can't take another drop. <laughs> you ever uh, fill a cup up to where it couldn't get nothing else in there? It starts to run all down the sides. It gets on your hands. It runs on the table. And guess what else? It gets on everybody else around you. See? The problem with the modern-day church is they kick the Holy Ghost out. And they're having services upon services. They let the children dance on Sunday morning. Hello. Y'all been in them service where the little kids, they have to hold their hands while they dance. Y'all ain't been in them churches before. And then they all clap, oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. But see, the Holy Ghost is the captain of the church. Turn to John, chapter number 7. The title of my message, message today is this, let's all get filled and get full of the Holy Ghost. John's gospel, chapter number 7. Jesus, you know, the, the one apostle that talked about the Holy Ghost so much the most is John. John talked about the Holy Ghost so much, you, you thought he might have had a 
personal relationship with him. But John chapter number 7 and verse number 37 through 39, let's read this follow says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man, what, thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that is what, believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his what, belly, shall flow, what, rivers of living water. Another translation says, out of him shall flow torrents of living water. Now, People have always thought about water as something that was uncontrollable, haven't they? It's something that, you know, water is unstable. As one of the minor prophets, they called him, his nickname was water because he was unstable. You know, water will, will go into an area and it will stay in that area and take that shape. But if you move it somewhere else, it will take another shape. Hello? But also, water is one of the most powerful entities on earth. You don't believe it? Get out there on one of them boats out there about 17 miles off the coast. Hello? I went out there one time and got sick as a dog. And I thought I would jump in the water to save myself because I was so sick. Hello? But it was the waves and the torrents and the pushing of the things that made me sick of being out there. And I'm telling you something. It is one of the most powerful forces on earth. Well, why did Jesus use water in the analogy? When he was talking about the spirit and he was talking about the spirit flowing up out of you and he made and likened it to that when it comes up out of you, that it's going to go in and turn into rivers, not just a puddle, but it would be rivers. Can you imagine a river flowing out of you? A river like the Detroit River. Think about it. He said rivers of living water are going to flow out of you. Why was it so important for the believer to have the living water to flow out of them. Jesus is here on the Sabbath. He stood up at the great feast and said, if any man is thirsty. Now, usually you drink water when you're thirsty. He's, but he's saying here that when you're thirsty, water is going to come out of you. Did you catch that? He's saying that there's going to be a spiritual deposit in you. And when it flows out of you, it's going to flow in many different directions. What directions? All of the things that are taking place in your life, your ministry, your wife's life, your husband's life, your children's life. So if these rivers of life are flowing to every aspect of your life, it should be the most important thing you do. It should be the most thing you pay the most attention to. What is that? Getting full of so it can flow out. Full of so it can flow out. Now, now, now that question is to you. Don't raise your hand. But when is the last time you really, really got so full of the Holy Ghost that you had to lay out? That you had to just go ahead and just surrender everything that you had because the Holy Ghost was working out something in you. Working out something in your life. See, most of us get to the point to where we say, well, I prayed a little bit today and that's it. And I'm going to move on and go forward. Let me tell you something, my friends. You have to start out where you know. Kenneth Hagin used to say, well, if you know, some people don't know how to get started out in the spirit. He said, start out where you know. He just said, go ahead and start praying in the spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. You know, some natural words. Start off praising God in natural words. And then keep on, keep on working until it gets over into tongues. What, are you, what am I doing? I'm starting out where I know by praising God. And I'm allowing what I know about God to reach down into the well that I have and come out. Why does it need to come out? It needs to come out because there's a corporate anointing. You know what a corporate anointing is? Corporate anointing means there's an anointing on the outside of you that you can tap into. Hello? See, most people get this idea about the Holy Ghost that when the Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost and they got filled with the Holy Ghost, that the Holy Ghost somehow, when they got done, went back to heaven. <laughs> but it didn't happen that way, y'all. The Holy Ghost is the agent that's here that Jesus is directing. Hello? He's the one that's here that's directing the lives of men and women who are the what? Body of Christ. So, if he is the one that's here directing what's going on in the church, or shall I say the body, what should you do? You should tap in. Jesus spake of the Spirit in this text because he was getting them prepared for what was going to happen. Did you all know that the Holy Ghost had never lived on the inside of anybody until Jesus went back to heaven and sat down on the old mercy seat that had been turned into the throne of grace and he said my father is going to send back the holy ghost in my name and you're going to be filled up with the holy ghost remember the story over there in acts chapter 2 where the apostles went over to went over to jerusalem in the upper room and when they in the upper room they were tarrying hello what were they doing tarrying means to wait they were waiting on a phenomenon that had never happened before who had received the holy ghost they didn't even know what they were looking for. But they got to a point where they're cheering and praising God that they forgot about all traditional stuff. They forgot about all the other stuff. And then the Holy Ghost came in. And if you read the account, it says when the Holy Ghost came in, they were with one accord. They, had, they were with one accord, not on one accord. You know, the old folks say, we've got to get on one accord. Well, the Bible doesn't say that. It says you've got to get with one accord. What are you saying? You have to be willing to get out of yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to do the guiding, to do the leading. You know, most people think that the Holy Ghost will drag you around all over the room. No, he won't do that. The Holy Ghost will lead you. He'll put his hand out, and if you hold on to it, he'll lead you somewhere and take you somewhere. The definition of the devil, Diablos, is the one that's trying to run you through, push you through, make you do stuff. Make you make quick decisions. You ever get in a hurry? The devil's like, do it now. Oh, you got to move. Do it now. If you don't do it now, you're going to miss it. If you don't move, if you don't move fast, gonna... that's the devil. He's trying to make you do something to miss the opportunity that God has before you that will be a blessing in your life or be a blessing to somebody else. So he's trying to make you run past it. So like a, 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 sort of like a submarine that has sonar, and he's going so fast that he can't pick up nothing on sonar because it's going too fast. The sonar, you got to slow down and let it pick it up, give you the image so you can see what's going on. Well, the Holy Ghost is trying to make you slow down, listen, and hear what's going on so you can move forward. Do you know there are a lot of people that are not here now because they went past the prompting? 
of the Holy Ghost. It wasn't bells and whistles. It was like, man, don't do that right now. Man, don't go that direction. What are you saying, Pastor? I am saying that we've got to get to the place to where we become calm folks and seek the direction of the Holy Spirit. Because someone said he's the most important person on planet Earth. Who's more important than the Holy Ghost right now? Anybody ever seen Jesus? You know where he is? What he look like? Well, the Holy Ghost, you got, you got the Holy Ghost right. Well, the Holy Ghost is the one that leads you to Jesus. Hello? Let's read it for you. Go back to 7th chapter of John. And it says, This he spake of the Spirit, because he had not been glorified. What does that mean to be glorified? Anybody, have, anybody know what it means to be glorified? You ever seen football players where they, you know, they win the trophy and all this stuff, and at the end of the game, they all stand on the stage, and they hand them the trophy, and they start standing. Yes, they've won, and they're in their glory. The Holy Ghost was not here yet because Jesus had not been glorified. But when Jesus went back to heaven as the priest and offered his own blood and sprinkled the mercy seat, and it turned into the throne of grace, the Bible says he also turned around and did what? Sat down. What do you mean? He said, my work is finished for right now. I'm going to sit down, but there's another comforter I'm going to send you. And he's going to be operating with you and in you and leading you and guiding you because I've been glorified. Jesus now is arrayed and glorified as the lifted son of God. Now, are you writing some of this down? What does it mean to be glorified? It means to be set in array in the position that God wanted you to be in. Check yourself. Are you where you want to be? Now think about it. Don't raise your hand. If you're not where you want to be right now, then you still got some work to do. But I got good news for you. The Holy Ghost will work with you to get you to the place even if you've gotten off the beaten path. I am saying to you that you are just one repentance from getting back where God wants you and can use you. We have a throne of grace that we can go to in the time of trouble and find grace and help in the time of need. Anybody in here need something today? Lift your hand. You need something today? I know I need something. I'm going to put both of them. I'll put my leg up too. I need something today. We have a throne of grace that we can receive. Now, we need to understand three different things that Jesus did. What did Jesus do for the believer? Most people will have you believe that you need to repent for your sins when you come to Jesus. Hello? Now I'm going to mess with some religious folk now. <laughs> See, when you look in the book of Acts and you study when Paul was preaching and when all of them were preaching, they always told the Jews to repent. <laughs> didn't they? I said, didn't they? But when you see them preaching to the Gentiles, they were preaching about the place that Jesus was and what he done for them. And you will always see, they'll say, brothers, what must we do to be saved? Or you'll see the Holy Ghost falling on them. Why is it like that? Because the Jews rejected Jesus. You never heard about him and you didn't have a chance to reject Jesus. So you need to receive Jesus. What do you mean? When you hear the gospel preached, you say, praise the Lord, I receive that. Guess what? The Spirit of God, by the Holy Ghost, baptizes you into the body. But it doesn't stop there. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Did you catch that? Was that too fast? Now, 
You need to understand in the Old Testament the difference between the New Testament. In the Old Testament, men were moved upon by the Holy Spirit to speak and to do things. In the Old Testament, they could not be filled with the Holy Ghost. Why couldn't they be filled? I'm glad you asked that question. (laughs) They could not be filled because they had not yet been redeemed. They were of, remember Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil. What is he saying? You are of the spiritual dead and you need to be redeemed. That's right. Everything about the devil is coming down in here. Hallelujah. I'm preaching it down. Hallelujah. They had not been redeemed. They had not been cleaned so God can make their spirits alive again. Hello? This is what redemption does. Redemption just doesn't save you, but redemption makes you reborn on the inside. Remember what the scripture says? That if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He's been regened, been remade. You, it actually says in the Greek that you are a species that's never been seen before. So when you get born again, you are the brand new you. Well, what's the difference? The difference is now that your spirit cries out, I have a father. Whereas before, you could take it or leave it. <laughs> if you heard about it, you would like, okay. But if you say, you know, people preached it, whatever. But when you believed it, that's when the Holy Ghost said, hey, my man believes that Jesus is the Messiah. And what does Jesus do? What what does Jesus do? He sends the Holy Ghost to glorify him. Who? Jesus. This is why Pastor Marlon says, y'all need to worship. Y'all need to praise the Lord. Why? Because when you do that, the Holy Ghost will show up and help you lift it. The Holy Ghost is here on the earth to lift up Jesus. Everything you do, you do it for Jesus. Guess what the Holy Ghost said? I hear them folks over there praying. I hear those folks over there. Let me go over there and lift up the Lord with them. Why? Because his only job is glorify Jesus. So my question to me is, and you can ask yourself this, am I lifting up Jesus? Am I, by the Holy Ghost, lifting up the Lord? Don't answer that question right now. Because this is the thing that plagues all of us. St. John 14, go there with me quickly. I will pray the Father, and he shall give you what? Another comforter. What do you mean, another comforter? Because they was walking with the comforter. (laughs) Jesus was the comforter that was there with them, and he said, I'm going to be taken away. I'm going away, but I'm going to pray the Father that he gives you another comforter. Talking about the Holy Ghost. Why? Because he knew you were going to need another, (laughs) you were going to need another comforter. Now listen, Every, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be with you. Did you know that unsaved folks, unregenerated folks cannot understand the things of the spirit? Did you know they think you nuts? They think you have lost your living mind because you're talking about an unseen force called the Holy Ghost. And they're saying, them folk done lost their mind. Them folk done gone crazy. They're believing in something they can't touch, feel, hear, or see. 
But the problem is, is this. Jesus told them in this particular text, he said that you know him and he will be in you and he will always be with you. He will lead you and guide you into all truth. Jesus said he's also called the spirit of truth. So all of these definitions of the Holy Ghost, why are folks still rejecting him? The Holy Ghost. Do you know that there are organizations that will almost have you crucified if you talk about having the Holy Ghost? They'll throw you out. They'll give you the left foot of fellowship. And they'll put your name up on the board. This guy is a heretic. He believes in them tongues. Hello? Because you believe what Jesus said. Hello? They'll think you're a lunatic. But guess what, y'all? The world can't receive Holy Ghost. Do you know you're so special that God chose you to be here at this time? To hear from the Holy Ghost. If there's somebody that ain't here right now, it's because the Holy Ghost didn't say they were supposed to be here. And didn't call them. Didn't give them the time to be here. God loves you so much that he said, I'm going to allow the Holy Ghost to call you. Did you know it takes the Holy Ghost to call you to receive salvation? It takes the Holy Ghost to cause you to receive healing. It causes the Holy, it takes the Holy Ghost to cause you to receive everything that you need from God now. The Holy Ghost is the long arm of the Lord in the earth. So now when we come together as a body of believers, the spirit goes up, up, up. Have you noticed that when we worship, some people get excited and some people just stand there. Some people jump and fall and roll out. Some people look at them and laugh. Hello? Am I in the right church today? Some people think that you're nuts for praising God. But what they don't understand is, and see, some of y'all are going to catch this. What they don't understand is, is that your faith is being built when you start where you know. The Lord tell you to shout, go ahead on and shout. The Lord tell you to cut a step, cut a step. The Lord tell you to go ahead and run, go ahead and run. The Lord tell you to speak in tongues, go ahead and speak in tongues. What's happening? Do you have the faith to go ahead and do that? Some of us don't believe that you don't have to do all of that to get over there. Well, tell me, brother, what does it take to get over there? Because um, I, don't, I don't see anybody else telling me how to do it. How, do, how should I do it? How should I get full up with the Holy Ghost? Should I just keep on reading? Do you know you will dry up and become a person that don't shave, don't take baths like you're supposed to, don't do anything you're supposed to if you just sit down reading the Word? You need to have the Spirit. You know, Pastor says all the time, if you're too much Word, you'll dry up. Too much Holy Ghost, you'll blow up. But if you get a mixture of both, you'll grow up. Got to have a mixture. And see, what we want to do is we want to take God and make God do what we want Him to do. It ain't like that. Do you know that being a Christian is a life of surrender? You know, most of us don't have a problem with, with, with Jesus. We have a problem with surrendering. Now, why am I talking about that? Surrendering means setting aside what you want so you can be something that somebody today wants. That's surrender. Now, some of y'all say, well, I don't know how to surrender. Yes, you do. You get up every morning and go to a job and surrender your time. You might grumble and complain and whatever it is, but you surrender. But the difference between what you're doing and what, you, and what folks are considered faithful is doing is that they do it and enjoy it. 
See, some of us don't believe we're supposed to enjoy the Lord when we worship the Lord. But you've got to get to the place to where you enjoy worshiping God. Because what happens is you get turned into another man when you start enjoying worshiping God. Hello? See, most of us think that this is just a little thing that we do when we show up on Sunday. No. What we do up on Sunday is a result of what we've been doing all week. Hello? I know when I haven't been praying enough and when I haven't been fasting enough, been praying the Holy Ghost enough. Sometimes I don't feel like doing nothing. Anybody been there before? I don't feel like falling out of bed and getting on my knees. Hello. The older I get, the more I feel like that, y'all. But let me tell you something. When you get to the place where you don't feel like it, that's when faith kicks in. And see, there's another word called faithfulness. You may not feel it, but be faithful. And see, I want to talk to you right now about being faithful. Faithful means doing it when you don't feel like it. Living right when it don't make sense. Praying when you don't feel like praying. What are you doing? I heard there's a benefit from God in praying in the Holy Ghost. I heard there's a benefit in serving God. I heard there's a benefit in doing these things. I don't feel like it. But when you don't feel like it, you need to be faithful. See, when you're faithful, you're showing God you stepped out of the realm of how you feel into the realm of obedience. See, most of us don't know that we have a little bit of disobedience still left in us. That's why we don't do what we're supposed to do. You're still resisting. You ever had a child that you had to discipline? I had two, I got two boys. And they used to get to the place, I'd say, son, sit down. Or hold my hand. You ever had kids walk with you in the mall and you'd say, hold my hand. Now, he'll hold my hand, but he's still trying to pull it out. He's still, I said, boy, hold my hand. He's still trying to get away. What's he doing? He's still resisting. There's something in him that's resisting. I'm saying to you that when you're not faithful, there's something in you that's still resisting. You need to check why you're resisting. Somebody else said, well, I don't know what to do. That's okay. Stick with it. And get in there and do it to the best of your ability. Do you know that God will find you somewhere where you've been faithful, when you think everybody didn't forgot about you, you think God forgot about you, and God will cause a door to open up because you have been faithful, and he'll take you from the back of the line to the front of the line just because you've been faithful. See, faithfulness pays off. Jesus was faithful in all points. He did not disappoint God once. What was he doing? When he didn't feel like it. Jesus didn't feel like going to the cross. Stop there and say, Lord, if it's any kind of way, you can let this cup pass. Let the cup pass. But nevertheless, some of y'all need to say, Lord, nevertheless, I'm going to keep on staying with it. This is why I call folk. This is why folk, you know, you get checked on because your faithfulness is slacking off. Hello? Hello? If some of you all were working for the Lord, he would have fired you a long time ago. Because you're not faithful. I don't feel like it. You, you make enough money in your job, you come in sick. You use up your vacation time, you come in sick. You come in, you had a, I had a bad car accident, my head got busted. But here I am today, what are you saying? I ain't got no more vacation time. That's not what it is. You've been faithful. Then based on how you feel, be faithful. I'm talking to somebody that I don't know who it is about being faithful. See, faithfulness is being on your job whether it feels good, feel good or not. 
How about doing stuff that don't even pay? How many of y'all ever done something that didn't pay you nothing? But you did it like they were paying you. <laughs> Hello? You know, you, you serve eight hours, don't get paid for it. Every Sunday. Turn me down a little bit now. Turn, every time. How many of y'all would show up at fours and they didn't pay you? Faithfully. Hello? No, you wouldn't do it. Because you're expecting to get something out of it. And see, when you serve God, you're going to get something out of it, but you've got to be faithful. And that was for somebody. That was for somebody. Uh, verse number 26, chapter 15. Verse number 26, chapter 15. This is still Jesus talking. He says, but when the comforter is what? Come, whom I will send unto you from the Father. And it says, even the Spirit from the Father. And he said, he will even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father. He shall what? Testify of me. Guess what, y'all? The Holy Ghost is always talking about Jesus. He's always testifying about Jesus. Some of y'all wondering, and I wonder sometimes too, Lord, am I really testifying about you? Because you ain't showing up. <laughs> the Holy Ghost ain't showing up. Hello? Oh, y'all, don't you look at me with that tone of voice. Sometimes you do stuff and you wonder, is the Lord really on my side? You know you're doing it right. You know you're doing what you're supposed to. Can I give you a clue? Every event that you do for the Lord is not going to bring goosebumps. It's, it's an obedience factor there. God allows you to go through things to see if you're going to obey. And see, when you don't obey, hopefully you see that you got some stuff in you you need to work on. Because that's what it's for. The Lord got me going through something. He's trying to take me somewhere. No, he's not. He's trying to show you you're crazy. He's trying to show you that you're nuts and you need to see that. Why do you need to see it? You can't go no further until you see it and deal with it. You can't go any further until you see what's holding you back. It may be an attitude. It may be relationships. It may be your idea of what God wants. Have you ever thought that you might be religious? You could be doing it because that's what Big Mama said. How many of y'all got Big Mama, you know, and you came from Big Mama Church? Hello? They do stuff because Big Mama said it. You know, Big Mama prayed for me and I got saved. You know, some of the folks in the street sometimes, I caught the Holy Ghost. See? But see, when you understand that if you're going to have a pure relationship with God, you're going to have to have a relationship with the Holy Ghost. Because he's the one that leads you and guides you. And you're going to have to get full of the Holy Ghost. Did you know that you are just like a tire that's got a little slow leak in it? And you're losing the Holy Ghost all the time. you got to get full and stay on full. You ever heard stay on full? How do you stay on full? you got to keep charging up. Do you know you have an alternator in your car? That once you turn the, when you turn the key over, it takes all the power out of the battery. But when it starts running, then it kicks off of that and goes on to what? The alternator. What's it doing? It's recharging the battery because you're going to need it again. Hello? Don't you know that when you walk around, just walk around doing nothing? Well, when I say doing nothing, I mean doing worldly stuff. The Holy Ghost is speaking out. 
I know it's tough, it's tight, it's hard, but it's true. You need to understand that the Holy Ghost does not associate himself with wrongdoing. Hello? So you're a vessel that's got a leak in it. And you constantly need to be filled up. That's why you need to go pray. And that's why you need to be fasting. Why? Because you're staying on full. You're recharging. And so when you get to the point to where you are confronted with trouble, you're on full. What happens when you're on full? No matter what the conditions are, you turn the key over, room starts up and goes. When you are praying in the Holy Ghost and allowing the Holy Ghost to talk to you and work with you, you're staying on full. Pastor told me to be on assignment today. He says, make them get full of the Holy Ghost today. Why? Because this is a Holy Ghost filled church. We can't do nothing without the Holy Ghost. The building won't show up without the Holy Ghost. You can't get delivered without the Holy Ghost. You can't get your, well, I ain't going to say that because some of y'all be shouting and jumping and running. I was going to say you can't get your husband. (laughs) But I won't say that. You can do nothing without the Holy Ghost. Now, go to to, uh, to, uh, Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, say, say, if you have it, say, I got it. If you look and say, looking. I know you're still looking because I hear pages turning. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul speaking to the church at Ephesus, he specifically says, be not drunk with wine. 18. But be filled with the Spirit. Why did he say that? Because it leaks out. How many of y'all ever got drunk and stayed drunk for two years? Anybody ever got that drunk? You ever been drunk? No. Can't do it. Why? Because you have to keep on filling up to get drunk. Hello? Why? Because it's not going to stay. Go out your system. Do you know that when you are functioning and operating in the Holy Ghost, you're using it up? Hello? Go for one whole week and don't pray. The scripture says seven days without prayer is one week. You'll get that when you go home. (laughs) If you don't pray, you'll be weak. If you don't recharge, you'll be weak. You'll be calling on the Lord, and guess what? Ain't nothing going to happen. Why? Because you didn't charge up on the Holy Ghost. Now, it's not work. It's a pleasure to sit in the presence of the Lord and pray and magnify Him and, you know, just mutter over His Word and tell Him how much you love Him. It's a pleasure to do that. But what you're doing is you're recharging. And what happens when you get a situation, you make a demand on the Holy Ghost. But if you haven't been charging up, what happens? You say, Lord, help me. And if the Lord don't help you, you won't get no help. But if you get charged up on the Holy Ghost, there's a manifestation of the Holy Ghost in your life. Do you know that the gifts or the manifestations of the Spirit will show up in fuller force if you stay full of the Holy Ghost? He'll manifest himself unto you. He'll show up in the gift of healings. He'll show up in prophecy. He'll show up with tongues and interpretation of tongues. But if you're not full, 
you barely got enough for yourself. Would you give your friend some gas and all you had was a quarter tank? Man, I need some gas to get over on the east side, Doc. Let me, let me have some gas out your tank. You say, Doc, no. I don't have enough gas to get where I'm going. It's the same thing with the Spirit. If you don't stay on full, there's a constant draw. And if there's a constant draw, guess what? You're using it up. Hello? He says, be not drunk with wine, but be what? Filled with the Spirit. Well, the question is, how do you get filled with the Spirit? And more, a better question is, how do you stay full? How do you stay on full? My brother Larry does it. You know, he had one of them big old cars. He's sitting back here, Pastor Larry. And he said, man, it costs so much to fill this car up. I can't afford for it to get lowered and half full. He said, when it gets half full, I go in there and fill it up because it don't cost so much. But if I go in there and let it get empty, man, I take a hit. Hello? Now, he, now my brother Larry didn't know he's old. He got a lot of country sins, you know, because he, he's, my dad was country. But let me tell you something. There's a lot of sense in that. You can't ask, you can't do the full work of the Holy Ghost and you won't have full. You can't make it down to Toledo and back on a half a tank. Not in that big car, you can't. You got to stay on full. And when you see yourself, are you paying attention to me? And when you know you're not doing what you're supposed to, and when you recognize that you are not on full, what should you do? Pull into the, pull into the filling station. What is the filling station? The filling station is your fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Most of us don't spend enough time fellowshipping with the Holy Ghost. We spend a lot of time watching TV. We spend a lot of time going to the movies. We spend a whole lot of time getting our hair done. We spend a whole lot of time getting clothes. We spend a whole, whole, whole long time in the mall. Hello? Let's turn that around. How much, how powerful would you be in the Holy Ghost if you spent as much time praying in the Holy Ghost as you did in the mall? I know it's quiet in this Presbyterian church. But see, we've got to understand something. This is a church that believes in the supernatural. The Apostle Paul told me something. I'm going to tell it to you. He said, he said, Carl, he said, you all have poked a hole and got a portal open from glory. And he said, there's a lot of stuff taking place in your city because y'all are praying. And because y'all believe in the supernatural and y'all doing something. He said, there's a lot of folks that are getting uncovered and going to jail because y'all are praying. Are y'all listening to me? I'm saying, boy, they uncovering rascals, boy. You know, when you, un- when you turn the light on, that's when the roaches start running. But when you start praying and delivering what God wants you to do, guess what happens? You'll start messing with the devil's kingdom. You should try to take on the devil and you ain't fool. You might be full of something, but you're not full of the Holy Ghost. So what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that the church has to allow the Holy Ghost to fill us up. He says, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. How do you do it? He says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and in spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Then verse 20, he says, giving thanks always for all things unto the Father 
and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You want to know how you stay on full? You got to start doing this. You got to start getting in there, singing to yourself songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. You got to start praying and believing God and trusting God. And guess what? Every time you spend time doing that and spend hours doing that, you're filling the tank, you're charging the tank. But the problem is nobody's teaching us that. Now, Pastor Reed's teaching us that. Spending hours praying. The reason why some of y'all can't pray in the Spirit is because, and sing in the Spirit is because you don't spend no time doing it. Hello? You can't pray. You cannot sing a spiritual song if you don't practice spiritual song. Hello? You know, and, and I, I was told that, you know, practice time is never wasted time. Some of y'all want to come in here and supernaturally flow when you're at home and you ain't doing what you're supposed to do. Now, I'm whooping some a little bit today because pastor ain't here, but he told me to talk to you about it. Hello? He got to sing for an hour. And then after, then after that, you know, then you got to preach. Then after that, you finally get to the place where you release and let God. But what would happen if you came in charged up? If you came full of the Holy Ghost? If you came in here with a devil stomping kingdom tearing down Holy Ghost, you will feel, you were so full of the Holy Ghost, when you open your mouth, you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, what would we be able to do with all of us together? See, when you come to church, you don't come to church bringing the Lord. I mean, looking for the Lord, you bring Him with you. You don't come in here to get full up, you come in here full. And see, what happens when you come in here full Everybody's full. What we do is now is have the Holy Ghost show up. And we don't just have a Holy Ghost moment, but we have a glory moment. The glory comes into the room. Do you know the priest of old couldn't stand when the glory came in? When God rested and came in between the seraphims and came down to speak to them, that the priest had to bow and his presence filled the temple and the priest had to bow down because he couldn't see and look up because the power of God was so strong. Do you know that everything that you need is in the glory? This is why we're contending for the glory. This is why we're pushing for the glory. It's not enough to be anointed. Come on, come on, come on, somebody. It's not enough to be anointed to lay hands on women. It's not enough. We've had a bunch of healers, and that's great. But we need some folks that can stand in the gap and cause the glory to come through the portal and rest in the room where we are. What do you mean? In the glory, legs get longer. In the glory, eyes open up. In the glory, sugar diabetes changes. In the glory, tumors fall off. In the glory, whatever you need God to do, it happens in the glory. We've had enough preaching about anointing. We need the glory. Paul said we need to go from glory to glory. We need to step over into the realm where everything is easy. Step into the realm where you just talk about it and it shows up. That's not the anointing realm. That is the glory realm. Well, how do you get there? I'm glad you asked that question. You're going to have to spend some time praying in the Holy Ghost. You're going to have to spend some time letting some of that stuff go. You're going to have to spend some time being faithful. You're going to have to spend some time praying in the Holy Ghost until God gives you a release to get off of your face. To have something that you've never had before, you've got to do something that you've never done before. Well, I've been praying for 25 minutes for the last five years. It ain't enough. 
You've got to get to the place to where you can stay before God until he releases you. You see, the problem we have is, is that we have God fit into our agenda. See, some of y'all need to change your agenda. Some of y'all came looking for a man. Now, don't laugh. Up, up, up. Some of y'all came looking for a woman. Some of y'all came looking for buddies to buddy up and, and make money. But this is the church of the living God. We're here on God's business. The reason why, I got a secret for you. The reason why what you're looking for ain't showing up is because it ain't what God wants. <laughs> Do you know that everything that you're doing, it accelerates in the glory? And if you're doing something wrong, it accelerates. Remember Ananias and Sapphira? They had the drop-dead glory in that church. Came in line, drop-dead, bam. Hello? See? How would you like to get to the place that whatever you needed, when you stepped into the glory, you walked out with it? (laughs) If you needed a million dollars, you step over to the glory, you walk out with it. Because he knows you're going to do what he wants you to do. You know, God is testing some of us on small stuff. Hello? He's testing you with small stuff. Can you handle $1,000? Can you handle? Can you handle being on time? Can you handle treating folks right? Can you handle saying the right? Can you handle this little thing? If you handle a little small stuff, he'll make you rule over big stuff. Am I in the book? Some of us need to recapitulate. You like that word? You need to realign yourself. Take inventory and see if what you're doing is where Pastor Reed is going. The vision of where he's going. Let me tell you something, y'all. Where he's going. Only a few folk can go. Because they won't put the time in. And see, there's a calling to come. The Spirit is calling. Don't you know there's something greater? How would you like to go to a service? In your own building, you get there at 8 o'clock, and the glory is so heavy, the next time you wake up, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. And you don't even know you was out that long. We're contending for the glory at the river. We're contending for folks to get full of the Holy Ghost. And if you get full of the Holy Ghost, nothing will be impossible for us as ministry. Do you know folks, stuff just, do you know when the glory is in a place, people sell their houses and give you the money? Uh, y'all ain't saying nothing people take all their money say I I bought all this stuff but I was a sinner but I'm bringing it to the church so you all can do ministry in the name of Jesus but it don't happen that way unless the glory is here so we're contending for the glory what was my text what was my message let's all get full of the Holy Ghost let's all get drunk in the Holy Ghost Let's all just have fall down, stupid, where you have to have somebody carry you out drunk in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because you need to stay on full. Tell your neighbor, say, stay on full. Stay on full. There's a blessing if you stay on full. There's an anointing when you stay on full. There's things that God has prepared for you and stuff he's not going to keep from you when you stay on full. So come on, stand on your feet. It's time to get on full. It's time to get on full. Today, I'm going to lay hands on everybody that wants to be filled with the Holy Ghost, and He's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. You're going to pray. If you have the Holy Ghost right now, I want you to stand and open up your mouth and begin to pray.
right now in the Holy Ghost. Just start praying in your known